Welcome to the RPG Blender, where we give lesser played games or forgotten settings the roll of the dice they deserve. I'm your host, Game Master George, thrilled to welcome you to the next chapter in our adventure. After the abrupt end of the Paranoia Universe, we journey to the world of Dungeons & Dragons to witness the consequences. So stick around to meet the first of our new PCs as we step into the world ruined by good in the RPG Blender's Rejects & Dragons. Hello and welcome to the RPG Blender for this, our inaugural episode of Dungeons and Dragons, a little arc which I am lovingly calling Rejects and Dragons, where we are taking the discarded stuff from previous editions and forcing it into the mold of 5th edition, because I live in the past and now you all must too. <laughs> it's our punishment for not finishing the worlds. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, joining us here tonight, we've got Craig. Howdy, howdy. We've got Greg. And we've got Rich. Ah, to have an original name. Who will hear out be known as Reg. Reg! Come in, Reg! Reg, Craig, and Greg! Reg, Reg, So tonight, we're going to be introducing you to our three characters that we're going to be bringing forward on this adventure, as well as the worlds that they come from. So what we're going to do now, we're just going to go around the table, and we're going to have you introduce yourself, as well as your traveling companions. Who would like to start? Sure, I'll start. All right, Craig. Tell us about your character. So my name is Damon Alabaster Lucius III. I am known as an archivist. I'm a human man. Plain to see, I would say, a striking resemblance with my slick-back black hair um, and tall demeanor. But um, that's for you to judge. I grew up, uh, as any other man would, with a father... And mother. His name, I'm sure you could guess. Damon Alabaster Lucius II. Yes, yes. And his father, Damon Alabaster Lucius. He was known as a divine being. Blessed, if you will. He was often referenced as ailment breaker. He was a divine man who people came and sought out to have their issues fixed. If you were ailed, if you were plagued, he had the connection to fix it. He went far and wide, helping the land, and was revered for it. Eventually he settled down, had a family, and knew that his son would take on the mantle of ailment breaker. My father was not so lucky. He waited and prayed, and studied long and hard, but the gods never saw fit to give him his chance. The people looked to him and waited eagerly. Surely this man would inherit the mantle. Surely he would continue the good deeds in such a dark and twisted world. But that never came. His wife worked toilessly as he kept to his studies, ever vigilant, sweating herself to the bone. And with what we inherited from my grandfather, I was given an excellent education, waiting for my time to inherit the mantle. Unfortunately, the day came when he passed, unfulfilled and looked down upon as a mistake. My mother continued to work as hard as she could to keep up the good name of the Alabaster household. 
I, however, saw this as a slight. Who were the gods to deny my father? For what my grandfather did, they ignored him? Ridiculous! I decided to change things. Make things right. If they would not come to us, I would bring them to knee. Eventually, I found a way to break through. Using my grandfather's records and the studies of my father, I was able to force the divine. Eventually, I too would be referred to as Ailment Breaker. One day, my mother found my studies. She was shocked. She questioned all of my teachings. I told her I was doing simply what I had to do. This shook her to the core. Her body started to seize up. I leapt to action, taking my teachings and my father's holy symbol at hand, and I fixed her with the magics I have. She could not ignore it at that point. She got up, went into the bathroom, and closed the door. I left her to hers, and after a bit of her not coming out, I decided to see what was going on. I found her dead. She did not accept my path. The gods did not accept my father. I do not accept that. I will fix things my way. This world is forced into a direction that I do not agree with. Ailment Breaker will return, and he will see right is done. And that's Damon. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, uh, probably shouldn't have started with you. Oh, I'm so intimidated. <laughs> well, you know, you can always just edit that. I, I that was all off the top of his head. He made unbreaking and unflinching eye contact with me the entire time. That was pretty intense. There was, was no script or anything. I was literally going through my character notes like, I don't even know half of what my dude is. <laughs> yeah. Well, the benefit is I, I, I have a background from him. Damon existed. He existed yeah. from the game that actually Rich and I started playing with George with. So uh, there, there is uh, a little bit of a foundation that allows me to... To give him some some air, some, some life, if you will. It was good. It was funny because as soon as he was like, "That's the thing," I was like, "Oh man, I could be Marcus." He was like, "Yeah, Christ being Damon," and I was like, "We have to." Be <laughs> oh, <you> know, <laughs> man. So uh, I guess that's a good segue to talk about the world that you're from. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about that world? I remember that this world is uh, very righteously held by the forces of good, quote unquote. Um, good being more so of a lawful purpose. Uh, to almost a uh, black and white code, um, which has created order. Um, however, the people who even moderately disagree with this obviously are stepped down upon. Um, and Damon, uh, at the time, was a part of a group of people who had committed crimes but were uh, taken away from the prison that they were in to begin the fight against these forces of good, quote-unquote to try and bring uh, a balance to this world um, where this almost blind light of justice existed. Um, Damon being one of the people who was definitely on the other spectrum of acknowledgement of, of this being not okay. So to give a little bit of the backstory of this world, uh, there was a God, Alamario, during a massive conquest by 
an empire of necromancy and darkness. This god was summoned into the world, and upon reaching it, was somewhat corrupted by fallen nature of this world. Still inherently good and lawful, it took it to the extreme. Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Establishing a world of the tyranny of good. Yeah. Where now these evil creatures are the darkness in the light, which is going to hopefully save the world from burning. Oh, I will. The prophecy. Wow. <laughs> this was uh, the first real world that I made, so I'm excited to bring it back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was great. It was a, gr- it was a great game. Just, just as like a preference for like how absurd it was, the... Had, like the law, the lawkeepers didn't have detect evil; they had detect good. So it didn't matter that you were oh like mm-hmm. not doing anything wrong. You had to be actively good. Yes, neutral is just what is neutral compared to good. What it drives a man to go? To good? Good? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great place to be. It was. It was really swell. So while we're there, why don't you introduce us to your two traveling companions? Yes, of course. Of course, my, my two traveling companions for this evening. Um, of course, I have my, my ever-vigilant uh, undead butler. His name is Jenkins. Uh, he has been with me long enough. I wouldn't say as long as I could remember, because that would be a lie. Um, <laughs> and of course, um, a, a plucky individual who... Uh, was not actually given much screen time at the time of the adventure, but he he is now relevant. Uh, a little halfling fellow by the name of Reuben Nettletwig. If you need something done, he'll get it for you. All right, so why don't you go ahead and assign those characters out? Cool. Who's going to be playing who? Oh, I'm going to give... I'm going to give Rich Jenkins. Yes! He was born to play this role. <laughs> All right! Rich, Rich knows Jenkins. So <laughs> and good. I get to be Rubling Nettletwig? Ruben. Ruben Nettletwig. All right. Ruben Nettletwig, the right. halfling rogue. So now we're going to steal something from another game that I quite like, uh, Kids on Bikes. It has a fantastic system for beginning a game uh, that uses character relationship questions. So we're going to go ahead and Use that system here to allow these two to have a chance to get into the character, to answer a question about their fearless leader. Yes, quite. So first thing, we'll start with you to set the ground hold, uh, the threshold there. Pick one of them. I choose Reuben. All right. Okay. Is your opinion of him mostly positive or negative? Hmm. The fact that he's thinking long about this does not bode well for me. (laughs) Well, Reuben, Reuben is a scamp, I'll say that much. He... He uh, has sticky fingers, if you will. Um, however, when when the opportunity comes and our our goals coincide, he is certainly the individual I need on my side. So yes, I would say mostly positive, pending a particularly sticky day. Roll a d20. Three. What great kindness did this character do for you that they don't even remember, but you do? Well, during my time in our hideaway, odd magical mansion that we existed in, uh, which was sort of our our sanctuary in uh, uh, before we had to venture out into the the dark, dark world. The mansion was not exactly keen with me. I, being an investigator of the magics, um, may or may not have slighted it. 
uh, by destroying one or two of its uh, constructs. <clears throat> Regardless, it gave me very um, humble dwellings. Everybody was given their ideal form of rest. I was given a shack. Um, Reuben, however, uh, being a, a halfling of a lavish want, uh, he did the shocking gesture of giving me not just a, a hay bed, uh, but a feather pillow, saying that uh, it's, a, it's a mockery and a crime for one not to be able to sleep well at night. Truly was. It seemed like nothing to him, however, to be literally surrounded by a magical mansion that hates you. Sometimes <laughs> a feather pillow is all you need. Reuben, roll a d20. Ooh, okay. You get to answer a question negative. Eight. Eight. What role did this character play in the worst day of your life? Oh, well. Where to start? <laughs> <laughs> there are truly a lot of things I have to, to, to think about in order to answer that question. Um, uh, but it, it must have been uh, the day of my sister's wedding. I think that probably was one day that he kind of put a little sour on, and I probably won't forget that anytime soon. In my defense, I shouldn't have been there to begin with. Well, I invited him regardless, and he uh, should have declined the invite. That would have been the polite thing to do, but he decided to accept it. That's uncustomary to just decline. You invited me. It would be rude not to show up. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, nodding. So. He, he came uh, to the wedding. Uh, he spent a lot of time, perhaps, with people that he shouldn't have. They were provoking me into conversation. If they're going to ask me what I do for a living, who am I to say no? Well, he, uh, not, not quite the, the one for, for small talk. He, he ended up, uh, angering my wedding guests, uh, or rather my sister's wedding guests, and, uh, provoking a confrontation, uh, as she was giving her vows. Uh, uh. May have been one or two people who were hospitalized. Uh, it could have been worse in my defense. Well, uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I, I must say, I don't think I'm going to forgive him much for that anytime soon. But uh, I, I rarely bring it up. So, In my defense, I left a very nice card. The, the card was not... <sighs> okay, yep. That was the worst day uh, that he, 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 he did in my life. He ruined my <laughs> sister's wedding. Had an all-out brawl right there, right, right by the punch bowl. <sighs> all right. Let's go ahead and move on to Jenkins. Mm. Oh, he remembers the Jenkins voice. Ah, my good dear Jenkins. Mostly positive or mostly negative? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it me? No, him. him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of that one. Yeah, yeah, he's not a fan Jenkins of despised. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Nothing but positive for old Jenkins. Of course. My, my, my ever faithful. <laughs> my ever faithful servant. Roll it. Nine. Nine. What is the kindest thing this character has ever done for you? I feel like. Probably just obeying my orders in general, but um, if I had to think of... Every breath. That implies you have breath, Jenkins, but uh, let's see. Um, probably uh, holding my things, which I make him do quite often. Uh, as any good butler, 
Uh, Jenkins is always there to handle the heavy lifting for me. Isn't that right, Jenkins? Isn't that right, Jenkins? <clears throat> Jenkins says yes. All right, Jenkins, why don't you roll that die? Two. Two. What secret are you keeping from this character that you would be devastated if they found out? <laughs> That's weird. What secret is Jenkins the Bodak <laughs> keeping? <laughs> so just Jenkins, just as a, as a question, yeah, yeah, has Jenkins ever talked to you? Because I, as the party, Jenkins, all I ever heard him do was like, Ugh, and clearly have immense displeasure <laughs> and distaste towards you. Yes. But he can talk. Yes. Or telepathically. Yes. Okay. No, no, and he can talk. He can well, talk. Yeah, it, okay. um, because of the burned way, his voice was very, very raspy. That's right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Right. yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Damon failed at summoning me correctly. I have been faking uh, control this entire time. If he learned, he could do it correctly. And this would deny me my ultimate vengeance one day. What was that, Jenkins? <laughs> This is actually very funny because that very closely matches what ha- was happening in the real uh, game. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, in the real game, uh, Jenkins was sacrificed to a pit trap. Yes, yes, I, uh, I, I used him to explore oh, traps. Yes. Uh, however, I had forgotten that if something is killed with a Bodak's gaze, it arises uh, as a Bodak. And he had just killed, uh, what was it, a griffin or some a gargoyle. kind? gargoyle. Gargoyle, that was it, gargoyle. So I'm like, hmm, that sounds awesome. Gargoyle Bodak, that came in. And then abducted him and brought him to an undead moon and explained to him how things really were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just here, run the mill undead moon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I got a, got, a, got a nice eyeful. Everybody got a good feeling for their characters? Uh, yeah, can I ask some questions? Like, how yeah, yeah, do I, go for it. How do I know you? Besides, um, like, that you came to my sister's wedding, obviously. Uh, in in Damon's work, Ruben is, like, a colleague slash hired hand. Okay, that's what I thought. He's, well, he's gopher. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's the cat burglar uh, in, his tool, in his tool set. Well, un- under, under the, very, the very active promise that Damon intends on having m- m- a very lavish life. In the future, and those who and help him be will that. be having so I'm, yeah, okay. a, a, a return for that. Um, <laughs> so it's pretty much like for ongoing excellent Search. services, yeah. I will of course handsomely reward you. However many servants you need, I'll see that it's done. That kind of thing. Um, and and as such, as Ruben is a rapscallion of a sticky fingered rogue halfling, he is more than happy. To get his slice of pie and probably take a little off the top as he goes and does his adventures, as long as he gets the job. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. As long okay. as he, as long as he keeps keeps the mission a success, whatever he gets and Damon doesn't find out about is is his. It's own. fine for him and cool. And for the most part, there is success in in the future for him. Mm. All right. Anybody uh, have any other questions for Greg? Great. Uh, then if you could. Take just a couple minutes to review your sheet, see if you have any questions oh, is this for me. After the island, are you gray or no? No, 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 no. This is this is just we've gotten to the mansion, we've been given information about artifacts, and and this is uh, taking some creative liberty from the original mm-hmm. campaign. Uh, all of our all of our chosen of the group are uh, all of our chosen from the group are going uh, separate ways to do reconnaissance yeah. for artifacts. Rather than you guys going together like you did, you're right. each splitting up. And... Right. I mean, Story-wise, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Less, game-wise. Yeah, yeah. Game-wise, <laughs> nothing, like, nothing like splitting the party to really make a DM lose his fucking <laughs> yes. mind. Yeah. 
Are you um, kidding me? I love splitting the party. Yeah, I know you do. My because happy day. Because you kill them, and then the game lasts that much longer for that so session. so many people in that game. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> You're a bad, bad man. All right. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Then the timer begins. Now. The waves of the boat are rocking you fairly regularly as you come upon the town of Craig Boshoon. You've come here. Hunting for the first of your artifacts, the Escanantine Blade, wielded by the ancient undead general of the Sicinian Empire, the empire that ruled, which challenged to conquer the world, which prompted the summoning of Alamariel and the state of this world. You've come here hunting for this blade in your quest to usurp this power, and at last you've arrived. Your boat quietly slides into the port, and you exit. All right. Let's, let's be quick about this. Oh, yes. Getting an ancient blade, that should be pretty easy. Yes. Pick up the luggage. Thank you, Jenkins. I'm very heavily cloaked and covered. Pretty much head to toe, with exception to, like, his eyes. Um, and even a very wide room. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, the plan is simple enough. We need to get a lead on the blade. Scout it out, and then a plan of attack to withdraw without with it unseen. Make sense? Certainly, boss. You're the one. Of course. Of course. Excellent. You were given two potential leads here in the city. One was a contact that your patron had in the market district. The other was one of the merchant princes which rule this town. This city has thus far managed to maintain neutrality from Alamariel. It's managed to stand against him, not in opposition, but simply apart. Uh, this is due in large part to its financial strength, which, to crush, would destabilize much of the world's economies. Hmm. More valuable being neutral exactly. than, than bending knee and, mm -hmm. and weakening what comes and goes. Exactly. Right, cool. So this yeah. town is ruled by six merchant princes, a council, which rule here uh, from their individual perches and meet in the golden palace in the center. Oh, shit. I don't know which merchant prince, do I? Nope. Uh, of course. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, which is the problem. <laughs> Jenkins, can you please look into Rich's brain and find out where the blade is? <laughs> Very well then. First things first, let's head to the market district. Sounds like a plan, boss. Excellent. All right, we'll go there. We'll find a place to uh, drop off our belongings, get a get a place to stay. Who knows how long this will take, and then go from there. All right. You depart the ship. You make your way through customs. Oh. Of course. <gasps> Hello. What brings you here to Craig Boshoon? Sitting behind the desk is a human woman, fairly plainly garbed. She has a large stack of papers to her right and a small one to her left. Uh, yes, just um, simple business. Uh, I wish to make some rounds around the market district. You get such uh, good um, travel here that the wares are quite enticing. Excellent. And do you have a permit for doing business in this town? We were looking to get one in when we got inside, actually, as a matter of fact. Could you point us to the direct office? Right here. She takes a piece of paper from the small stack and hands it over to you. Perfect. If you could go ahead and fill that out in triplicate, we'll be happy to get your paperwork processed in a swift manner. Excellent. Very well. Could we, could we return with this uh, to deposit after we've finished it? We'd like to 
get a place to stay, and then we'll take care of the paperwork return. Oh, yes, of course. You are welcome to stay on your ship if you'd like before you uh, pass in this paper. We need to set up our our shop once the market... Oh, yes, of course. Then you'll be welcome to do so once all of the proper paperwork is filled. Oh, so we just have to submit the filled paperwork. We don't have to wait for it to be processed. Oh, no, of course you will need to process it. I take the the paper paper and start filling it out. I'm just... (laughs) How long does processing usually take? Uh, It usually takes between three and five uh, business days. You expect us to remain on our ship for three to five business days? We can't wait in the city in an inn, perhaps? Of course. Uh, that is protocol. We need to make sure that you are not any kind of uh, infiltrator here. Uh, what What do you do with uh, other travelers who are just visiting to purchase things? Are they allowed to enter the city? Well, you could use the uh, market here on the docks. You can. There are some people who do not choose to wait for their paperwork to be processed and then make their way into the city. Uh, instead, they will set up a uh, an impromptu sale here. So, if you would like, you are free to. Is there a stamp those. on her desk? Yes. They accepted. Yes. Great. <laughs> My dear, I'm not looking for the, the the simple wares that are sitting on the dock. You and I both know Craig Bushun has some of the finest wares in the land, and going inside uh, would be the ideal situation. Surely there's something you can do here that could uh, expedite this situation. Of course, you can fill out the paperwork, and then we'll be happy to get it processed. I believe it is almost done. How are we doing over there, Jenkins? Um, I'm writing an abyssal because I don't know common. You do. I didn't bother writing common. Oh, hooray! (laughs) (laughs) You can still write it in abyssal if you want. Um, I probably started to, but now I'm trying to turn the, like, weird squares into G's. It's just a whole thing. Uh, (laughs) Cheerio, it's coming along quite nicely. I'm sorry, were you trying to hint at something? Hint at what? We just wished to enter the city, of course. Oh, uh, you can you can talk. You don't need to do any secret actions yeah, here. Yeah, oh no, now. I know. I I, I went like I, I snapped. That was me looking at the lady. I wanted to make sure the lady was looking at me. I'm gaze attacking her. I'm just like. <laughs> 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 oh no! Okay. How many people are here? No, no. This is a private office. Excellent. All right, gaze away. <laughs> All right, gaze away. Okay. She fails. Hooray! Four d ten necrotic damage. I believe it is. Roaster. Roaster. Four d ten. God. Um, oh, that's that, a lot of twos. It's a lot of twos, but hopefully she's just a normal lady. That would be great. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's 13? Is. <laughs> is it plus anything? Her power trip was in paperwork. 13. 13? Excellent. Uh, she meets your eyes. Uh, you can see this kind of uh, glow begin to uh, arise in her eyes as she is burned from the inside out, at which point she falls back in the seat, uh, her skin blackening. I take the stamp, stamp our paper, and start walking out. And pay, oh, I don't start walking out. I pick up the luggage. Oh, quite expeditious of you, Jenkins. Well done. Perfect, Jenkins. Excellent. Thank you very much. And I shake, I shake her charred hand. Um, we'll be on our way. Thank I uh, copy what he's doing, and I shake her hand. And if she has any, like, rings or jewelry or anything on it, I, I, I remove those surreptitiously. Okay, give me a sleight of hand. Uh, that's a 13 plus, uh, right. Stealth. He's gotta figure out what is that. Four? So that's a 17. Okay, cool. Are, are either of you opposing this role? No, I don't No, know. I'm, cool. I, at this point I'm like, come, come along, Jenkins. All right, and, she and does have a couple worry. rings. Uh, they don't look particularly valuable, but they'll like, fetch a few silver pieces. Does anything have, like, an insignia or anything on it that would be recognizable? Yes. Okay, would I know what this insignia is? Do I have to make a history check? Or? You would have to make a history check. Oh, I'm going to do that right now, because I want to see if I recognize what it is. And that's a 20! All right, so now is a chance to talk about one of the uh, house rules here. I'm going to go ahead and pause this. So, natural 20s and natural 1s. They are great or awful. Uh, 
for skill rolls. They are not an they are not a crit. They are not an automatic success. You do what you're gonna do, and if the number works, the number works. In combat, this is something that they did in 3.5, which they seem to have done away with in fifth edition, is the confirmation roll. So you get a 20. You're gonna hit. You're gonna hit regardless. You then roll again, and if you hit on the second roll, it is a critical hit. That's when you get your crit damage. If you get a 20 on the second roll, you're then threading for an instant kill. Whoa. Mm-hmm. One in 400. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is ringing. This is ringing about. This is how Rich's character died on the first session of this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On the other side of things, you roll a natural one. You're going to miss, but you're not necessarily going to have bad fumble times. Right. You'll roll again. If you miss on the confirmation roll, then it's a fumble. This is this serves to account for you are a trained fighter in theory. Right. You shouldn't have a one in twenty chance of stabbing yourself in the foot when you do something that you have trained for your entire life to Thank do. Mort, I agree with that. <laughs> it I also be- serves as this random villager is not gonna get a one in twenty chance to stab <laughs> you in the forehead and murder you in one shot. Which I'm thankful for. No, they have a one in like what is it? Eight thousand. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not friendly odds. It's not friendly odds. Okay. Cool. Okay. Groovy. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And moving forward, resume. Uh, so. so it's actually a nineteen because it's a twenty minus one because <laughs> I am Bernie not in the right place. Not a history yeah. person, right? Okay. Oh wait, no wait. What's is history under wisdom? It's intelligence. History is intelligence. Oh, history is under intelligence. Never mind. I lied. It's a twenty-three. I'm, ah. I have three. I have plus three mod. Oh, twenty-three. Great. Uh. That is the insignia of one of the six princes. It is the insignia of the witch. Hmm. Okay. I pocket that. Ugh, I remember the witch. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, is all right. there anybody on the docks? Is there anybody on the docks really like the only ones that No, there in? are many people on the docks milling about. Okay, so I can't just like throw her into the water. No. She's okay, just cool. sitting there rotten in her chair. Roasting more. Roasting, like. sorry. Yes. Do we have a burlap sack? Is there or is there like a crate or anything in there that we could like shove a body in? Sure. Cool. Jenkins, shove a body in. Um very quiet to her. I go, see you soon, sister. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how Bodax make more Bodax. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. If a Bodak kills somebody with their gaze attack, they rise as a Bodak. Oh, so she's going to be a Bodak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a Bodak. We know that? Uh, I you, think I'm aware of that. probably lightly aware of it. I'm super aware of it. it. And it, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because, <laughs> uh, if she rises as a Bodak, she's going to start just attacking people. Yeah, Bodaks are smart. Nah. She, might go, she might go hide in the sewer. Yeah. And, and on top of that, I'm... Uh, an aspiring no, we're, necromancer. Right, so we're evil. We're this is this right. is my shtick. When I say when I when I said to you at some point I'll give you as many servants as you want, they're probably going to be undead and they'll literally do what you want. Yeah, no, so, I'm, I'm aware of that. No, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Into. I'm just yeah. making sure that no one's yeah, going to yeah. find us. Like oh. if she ra- if she resurrects and she's like, I'm going to go tell the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Bodex also mutate pretty horribly, so it's very hard to tell what they were. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. That whole burning thing kind of translates into their oh into their appearance. Gotcha. Yes. Mm. Okay. So, moving forward. To the market district. Let's go. tally You make your way to the market district. You were told uh, to look for a building which has on the side of it a sigil of an upside-down tree. Hmm. Is that the witch sigil? By no. Any chance? Okay. It is not. Uh, this is something that your patron actually told you to look for. Uh, cool. Can I do a history check on that? Sure. Cool. A 12. It's... No. You don't know what it is. Um... 
does this ring a bell to either of you at all? Upside down tree as a sigil. Uh, no. Whatever the patron said, I, I was sort of paying attention to more interesting things. Yeah, he didn't give you any kind of explanation as to what it was, just told you to look for it. Oh, well. That sounds like the right direction, though, boss. I say we go in. Huh? Well, we have to find it first. Investigation? Yes. That's it. Let's investigate. <laughs> uh, I, I got a 23. It takes you a little while. The market district is pretty large because this is a market city. Uh, however, you do manage to find it is a three-story building. It's very uh, narrow, but it is tall and pretty well cared for. Uh, you find the, sim- the symbol on the side of the stairs leading up to the front door. I believe we found our destination. Mm. Let's carry on, then. You open the door. Uh, as you do, there are no signs of activity from within. Curious. Does uh, that strike anyone else as odd that there's no one inside the building? Well, cobwebs from the ceiling, darkness everywhere. The outside is immaculate, but the inside seems run down. Hmm. Interesting. Boss, do you want me to scout ahead, see if I can find anything? Yes, be careful. Okay, I'm going to try and stealth myself and, and stealthily make my way through the darker rooms. Cool. I slip into the, the, the near, most direct nearby room, uh, clinging to the shadows, looking around for any person that I could see. Do you go up or down? There's stairs, you said? There are stairs. There are two floors up, and there are stairs going down as well. Let's check the basement first. I'm a roguish type. You make your way to the stairs down. You go down into the basement. As you do, you find crates everywhere. And leaning up against a wall, what looks like an archway of some kind. Hmm. An archway. Is there any insignia yeah, yeah. Or, or depiction on the archway? There is. There are actually uh, three symbols up at the top. I'm going to... Is there anything else of interest in this room? Uh, are you going to start opening crates? I'm going to look and see if there's labeling on the crates. Is there any any kind of labeling? No, but the crates themselves look fairly old. You do smell a little bit of rot coming from some of them. Better tell the boss. <laughs> <laughs> I go back upstairs. Okay. Meanwhile, while he's down, while he's doing his thing, I'm just there going, Hello? I loudly put down the luggage. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hey, boss. Downstairs there seemed to be some kind of archway. There's also some crates down there, smell kind of rotten, something in there, maybe some foul fish, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, the archway has these kinds of symbols, and I describe them in vivid detail. Yes, you recognize these symbols. They are similar to a portal mechanism which exists in your mansion back with your patron. There were mostly missing glyphs, but you do recognize one of them as matching a symbol that is present back there. Hmm. That could be a previous portal entryway to get back to our headquarters. Hmm. So is this a getaway sort of thing? Should we activate this in case we need a quick escape? I don't... I'm afraid it's not going to be very useful for you right now. Oh. Uh, as you hear a voice coming up from the stairs from outside, um, as a short, squat, dwarven man comes trundling up. Good to see you. Hello. I Good to be seen. you're the people that I've been waiting for. Yes, indeed. Great. Sorry we didn't get the portal working. I understand you're missing some uh, pieces back home. Once you find it, I'm sure you'll find it easier to get back here. Perfect. Well, we'll be able to take care of that in due time. However, I do believe you have some information for me. We do, yes. Uh, Let's uh, get inside. He shuts the door behind him. 
I am Damon Alabaster Lucius III, and you are... Grunzik Stoneswallow. Nice to meet you. My associates, Likewise. Reuben, Reuben and Jenkins. Pleased to meet your acquaintance, Grunzik. Finishes shutting the door behind him, he locks the door, and as he does, the surroundings change. Everything becomes much nicer, much less dilapidated. Ah, yes, that's a little better. I would agree. All right, let's make our way inside. He leads you inside to a study upstairs. He takes a seat behind the desk. So, you're here looking for the Escanantine blade, right? Indeed. You have that correct. I did manage to get a lead on it recently. All right, what's the scoop? There's this tower to the north in the mountains. We've heard tell that nobody can get inside, that there's some kind of dark force locking it. They've clearly never met me. Hmm. That's what we're hoping. Interesting. A dark force in an abandoned tower. Tell me, have you heard anything concerning the Merchant Prince's hands in this? Not particularly. Information I have is that they may have a hand in this as well. That doesn't ring a bell at all to you? It's possible, but they have the hand in everything. If you were to take a stab at one of those six princes being involved in this, any lead? Hmm. I think the most likely would be the witch, given the nature of the magic here. <sighs> After that, maybe the alchemist. And what of the other four princes, if you would mind familiarizing me with the forces at hand? Very well. There is the monk. There is the mage, there is the druid, and the oracle. Interesting. And you would say that they would have information pertaining to what is in that tower that we could expect? Uh, it's possible, but we haven't heard any reports of anybody going inside yet, so... Hmm. I'm just wondering if it's perhaps worth our time to pay a visit to these old chums, you know what I'm saying? Where did you get this information concerning the tower? Uh, contacts. We have our networks. And that's where the sword is believed to be held? Believed. Or at least another clue to it. Yeah. I kind of want to get more information myself, boss. I don't feel quite good going in cold feet. Uh, in Abyssal, we involve the merchant princes, then they'll want it for themselves. They didn't acquire power by not hoarding artifacts. Hmm. Fair, fair. No idea what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. We will investigate this. Should You're we... welcome to stay here. Uh, Make yourselves nice. comfortable. That was going to be my next question. I'll be leaving. Have a good evening. Do you have a key to Watch leave with us for this premises? Of course. Hmm. Is there anything we should be made aware of in, in regards to the location here? Is there any things of note? Lock the door. It looks like this. When you unlock it, if you leave it unlocked, it gets its dilapidated appearance. Perfect. Clever. Perfect. Very well. Thank you very much. Take care, Granzer. All right. We'll head to the tower. Hopefully find a lead. Straight to the tower? You don't want to pay a visit to any of these princes? If, with them being the powers at hand in this area, it would be... We don't necessarily have to talk to any of them. We just need to eavesdrop or perhaps take a look inside, see if they have any paperwork or something that could point to uh, anything that's inside the tower. Give us... You are suggesting making your way in and out? I could, perhaps. I may even have something of use. And I'm going to pull out the, the witch's insignia ring, and I'm going to slot it onto my, my ring finger. Makes blending in a little easier, if I do say so myself. Interesting. However, what happens when she doesn't know who you are? Oh, she won't get a look at my face, so I don't think that'll be a problem. Well then, how about we multitask a little? <laughs> Jenkins and I shall go to the tower. Reuben, you are on reconnaissance. 
Do what you can to get me a lead. I'm on it, boss. Excellent. Splitting the party! Oh! <laughs> I, for the first time, smile very large. <laughs> under my robes. <laughs> All right. As we make our way far away from Reuben, mm. far away from Reuben, mm. we could not possibly help Reuben at this point. I go, a city of thieves and pr- princes that are thieves, and you send him to steal from them. He is dead. I didn't send him to steal. And I laughed to myself. I just laughed. <laughs> I did not send him to steal from them, Jenkins. I sent him oh, to get I'm, me information. And I'm sure that they will very much be partial to the difference. Mm. We'll see, Jenkins. <laughs> we'll see. And you make your way north out of town. Reuben, are you going to the Golden Palace or to the Witch's Tower? I'm going to go to the Witch's Tower because Grunzik seemed to imply that they would be the ones most likely behind this tower thing. And if there's any information, it would most likely be kept with the Order themselves and not so in the, uh, the assembly. I'm probably dead. Yeah, yep. you're dead. You're dead. It's a good thing Reuben was not a real person. <laughs> oh, thanks! You ruined my sister's wedding, you asshole! Guilty! <laughs> oh, man. Reuben makes his way to the Witch's Tower. As he gets there, it's a fairly nondescript-looking building, actually. Uh, Many of the other towers are very ornately designed. And you find yourself at the front door without needing to pass any kind of gate, any kind of security whatsoever. Hmm. Odd. Uh, Can I make a perception check, or is this just passive perception? perception All right, I'm going to look around and see if I recognize anything amiss. Oh, that's a 12. <laughs> 12. You don't seem to recognize anything amiss. I uh, look around. Is there a front entrance to the tower? It's just one door. One door. What time of day is it, by the way? It's nighttime. Cool. It's nighttime. Good. That's, that's better. Yeah, that's world's better. That works. That's what I was intending. Good. Okay. And just in the interest of simultaneous action, we'll say that they got a good head start on you leaving the city as you did reconnaissance around and whatnot. Yeah. So that I can jump back and forth between you guys. Yep. Um, I'm, are there any windows? That I can see. Uh, if you go up, let's say 30, 40 feet, yes, there are. Uh, there is a single window. Okay, I'm gonna make my way to try and climb up to that window. Cut back over to you guys. Mm-hmm. You make your way out of the town. You ride north. It doesn't take very long before you reach a mountain range. From there, you find the passage into the mountains, and you do before long find a tower. It is smaller than the ones in the city. But it is very familiar to it. It has similar shape, similar structure. What is unfamiliar to it is the heavily armored person in golden mail in front of it, staring at the door. I think we found the tower, Jenkins. Hmm. But what is this man doing? Um, just observing him for a bit. Is he just standing there staring at it? He's staring at it. As you watch, he draws his spear, readies it and slams it at the door. As he does, it hits. There's a shower of black sparks before it recoils. Can I do like an arcana check to try to identify what's going on right Absolutely. now? Ten. You're cool. not sure. There's clearly some kind of magical barrier around Got this. It. Cool. Interesting. So, the way is barred. What else would this golden-laden individual do? Perhaps it's barred to him. True. Protection versus someone of a lighter disposition. Let us, um, let us maybe get out of the way so this gentleman doesn't see us. See how long he takes. If he takes a little longer, we'll take matters into our own hands. 
One door. I shrug and follow you. <laughs> Um, just going to observe a little more from off the side, see if he continues to try and get through. Okay. Uh, back to you. Acrobatics. That's a 14 plus 8, so a nice little 22. Okay. You begin making your way up. It's going to take you a few seconds, actually. It's not that far up. It's only 30 feet up. Uh, with your decent roll, you manage to be making your way up. Back to the tower. Mm -hmm. You guys are watching. He approaches where the sparks are coming from. He lays his hand against it. As he does, you see a golden glow begin to suffuse his hand. And as he touches it, black flames begin to erupt from where he touches. They combat the golden glow. Before long, he is forced to bring his hand back. I believe it's our turn. Shall we? I uh, I literally disrobe yeah. just because I don't want him knocking holes in my robe. That's for daytime protection. Yeah, <laughs> smart, smart. Okay. Um, and we'll start walking up. Jenkins to the front. You reach the window. You peer in. It's dark. It's mostly wooden inside. You see wooden floor. And you see, as you look around, shelves of ingredients. And in the center, a large cauldron. A large cauldron. Is the cauldron is the is there fire under the cauldron? There is not. Okay, so it, no one was there recently, at least to my knowledge, um, and there doesn't appear to be anyone else in the room. Correct. Correct. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my way, um, but I'm gonna keep kind of clinging to the walls. I'm not gonna put my feet on the floor. Um, okay. Because there's dust on the floor, I assume, or, or what? No. What? Oh, the, the floor is clean. The floor is clean. Okay, so someone clearly has habited this place uh, in recent times. Um, but I'm, I'm still, I'm going to be very careful not to, uh, to touch anything on the ground. But you are going inside. I'm going to, I'm going to climb through the window. Excellent. I'm going to need four rolls. Oh boy. Going to need perception, stealth, initiative. Perception roll <sighs> is a 12 plus, where's my perception? Is that wisdom? Uh, so 13, 19 <laughs> plus eight for stealth. So that's Ooh, a 27 nice. stealth. And give me an, uh, give me an initiative as well. Ah, darn no, this is just that I can slot you in the round. Oh. Seven plus my four, so 11. 21. Seven! And you know, this is the dice that I used in this game, too. If I remember correctly, I rolled low in that oh, game, too. Not a high roller. You go first. Uh, I am 21. going to rush up and activate my aura of annihilation 30 feet outside of it. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to just punch. Punch his armor and it hurts my hand real bad. <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? I rolled a one and then I rolled a five. You hit him. He looks at you. <sighs> Guess I did find something fun here. <laughs> he takes a spear and jams it toward you. It glows with golden light. Oh no. As you are very obviously. Natural 20, okay. Oh! That can't be critical. I'm an undead. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't I know, it's 5th edition now. Put the book doesn't know that. Oh my god, this, I love this die. <laughs> did you just, did you just instant kill Rich no, again? No, I didn't. It was only an 18 on the... On the <laughs> Holy god, what the fuck? <laughs> this is bad. This was the first round of combat. Welcome to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you take 16 radiant damage. And you get five piercing damage, with res which resistance reduces by half. And now we go to Greg. As you are making your way in, you see on the one shelf a toad watching the room. But it doesn't see me. It doesn't seem to notice you. 
All right, I'm definitely going to kill that fucking toad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you gonna... If it's watching the room, I know what familiars are, right? I think. Yep. I... <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely know what familiars are. I don't want it alerting anyone in this tower as to what's actually... Mm, fuck. Okay. I, I mean, I get surprised, right? So I get a free round of combat, and I get sneak attack die against it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really should kill this thing. Wait, would I know that killing a familiar alerts? Probably not. Are you magical? <laughs> nope. No. And he doesn't have a familiar, so he would have been. Yeah, I would no not know to, uh... what wizards are capable of. <laughs> All right. So I, I would say if you're actually trying to rationalize this, use a dice to determine whether or not you'd have common sense on this or not. Let let odds be the chance versus, because you know, but there's no reason to let that impact your brain. Right, right, right. Okay, so uh, a 1 to 10 is I... You feel weird about it. I 11 probably... to 20 is... I gotta stop this thing. Gotta kill this toad. This toad's gonna die. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's a 14, so. Toad's gonna die. Killing the toad. All right. So you're uh, throwing a dagger at it or something, or are you actually gonna st- move up to stab it? Um, Probably. I can just shoot it with my short bow, right? It's yeah, a little short bow. It's a toad. How much HP could it have? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna short bow the toad. Do I have advantage because it yeah, okay. doesn't notice me? Yeah. So I'm going to roll 2d20. I'm not great. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you just roll horrendously? But great. Why is my team a bunch of bozos? <laughs> Shit. You made us. <laughs> I have never rolled so poorly with advantage before. Also, yeah. there's something about a this. A two and a four. Wow. So that's a four, but it's yeah. plus six oh, to hit, so that's ten. So you loose the arrow. The arrow strikes the bookshelf nearby. Still doesn't see me though, right? Well, now it has. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my my cunning action to bonus action. Okay, try to reestablish yourself. Yeah. Fucking. I rolled a seven. Seven plus eight. That's was the DM rolls well and everybody else rolls. That's a fifteen. Yeah, true. This does not continue. It's a fifteen. That's this part of it doesn't converge. The toad locks eyes with you and begins to ribbit. I don't know if Toad's ribbit, but this one does. As we go back to Damon. All right, so taking a look at the situation. I have a spear in my face. Oh, he did take five damage from ending in your... Nice. <laughs> you did something. Just assessing the situation, uh, Jenkins looks like... I look about halfway bad. There is literally a spear in my face. All right. It's all the way through my face. All right, all right. <laughs> well, he's at worse. Um... <laughs> You made a mistake stabbing my cohort, and I'm going to uh, loose a guiding bolt at this guy. Nice. I make a ranged spell attack against the target, but I'm also going to try and use my dark knowledge, and I'm going to try and use uh, tactics uh, as a bonus action. So I need to use a knowledge check on him, whatever knowledge would be appropriate for him. Well, that's a human, so nature? Yeah, sure, nature. Okay. 14, and the DC for this would be 15. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time for a uh, guiding bolt, so I do a ranged spell attack against him. Nice. There we go, roll the 17. So 14 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn has advantage. Jenkins, you get advantage on your attack roll. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, well, I should roll again. Nice. There All we right. go. Yeah, I mean, the first one wasn't bad either, but I'll take it. Um, that is a 22. All right, that hits. How much? Uh, uh, so that is a total of 3 plus 13, so 16 damage. 
I punch him in his face. Yes. <laughs> yeah, wow, that was a lot. You punch him in his face. Punch. Yeah, I grab onto his spear with one hand and then I punch him with the other. And he goes down. Ah, wow. Yes. I take the spear out of my face and I put it in his face. And next up is you and the toad. Oh, we're tied? You're tied. Do I have four, plus four decks. Does that affect yes, anything? you get to go first. Then. All right. Whew. All right. There you go. You didn't lose to a toad yet. Go, man, go. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm loosening him. I'm loosening another arrow at him. That's a 16 plus 6, 22 to hit. All right, hit, roll it. 22 yeah, hits. Toad. Short bow, 1d6 plus 4. That's a 6, 10 damage. Awesome. <laughs> the arrow strikes the toad. It pierces it, uh, pushing it up against the wall. It lets out a croak of death. As smoke begins to fill the room, as you see the shape of an old woman, hunched, smiling through the smoke, staring at you as she begins to take form before the world dissolves into white. Huh! 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 Is that the convergence? Oh, God! Huh! Huh! Oh, that's the convergence. <laughs> oh, my God! Right. may have just saved your life. <laughs> well, if his life still exists in the convergence. All right. Who's next? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. New episodes will be coming every first and third Monday of the month, but stick around to meet the next new character. If you want to stay up to date on our new releases, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RPG Blender, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. You can also find our show on YouTube at The RPG Blender, as well as more video content. We've just launched a new series on running the game of Paranoia, so go check it out. Meanwhile, please consider giving us a share, rating, or review. We also have a tip jar and Patreon if you'd like to contribute to improving this show. Links in the description. Music is The Punk Rock Show by My Free Mickey. Copyright 2012. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Thank you again, and remember, there's gaming outside the Forgotten Realms. I'm gonna kill you on the fourth leaf year, so you have Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick <laughs> fourth leaf year. What Hankins is? He doesn't have the cobbles. <laughs> what he doesn't remember is I control him. <laughs> and there's no question about that. <laughs> it's, it's just a fever dream Jake and has. He doesn't really control me. I'm faking it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. I'm in control here. I can do whatever I want. Jenkins, the luggage. But I'm definitely going to grab the luggage for now to play it cool. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Jenkins, put the luggage down. Yeah, I'll put it okay. down. Okay.